Welcome to the Camp Deer Run Podcast. I'm Ty Ford coming to you from the piney woods of Camp Deer Run. We hope this podcast will encourage you and keep you on the path following Jesus every day. I hope you're doing well. It was great to have so many of you be a part of the Never Run Dry watch party last night on Facebook. That was really fun to see so many people involved in it and also to see the names of the alumni that were there watching it. Um, man, it was it was just a lot of fun. Uh, I was so glad to see some of the names of staff members from back when I was a kid that were watching, like Worm. Uh, Trevon Buchanan, Worm was what he was called at camp, and um, he was there uh, to see my friend Caleb Panner, all the way from Georgia, taking part. That was great, and so many alumni um, from different eras there as well. And so to everybody that was a part of that, thank you, and I'm glad that that we were able to do that. Ryan Terry did a great job putting that together, and uh, I was just thankful for everyone that could be a part of it, and it really was very interesting at one point. Towards the end of the film, it shows a scene from the 60th anniversary. And of course, that was in 2018 when Camp Deeran turned 60 years old. But it, it showed just a shot of the pavilion full of people eating. A giant crowd. You know, there was 250 to 300 people there that day. And it's just strange to see images like that from years ago groups gathered together, nobody wearing a mask, nobody having a care in the world as far as a virus or anything like what we're dealing with right now. It's just kind of bizarre. I uh, I don't know if you, like me, you know, check out the numbers or follow much about COVID. I mean, there for a, a good number of months, you know, following summer, I really tried to distance myself from it and not... <laughs> not get too deeply ingrained in just, you know, a daily research of what's going on with it. But recently, I guess because the holidays are coming up and also, I guess, just because the numbers have been increasing, I started paying attention to it again. And I've heard, you know, people on the news or whatever call it COVID fatigue. And you, like me, you probably got it. Probably have had it for a while. We're kind of tired of this. You know, honestly, right now, if you did search the numbers throughout the U.S., like this thing is just rapidly increasing right now uh, for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because it's getting cold up north and people are having to go inside more. Or who knows? I, I have no idea. But I do know I'm tired of it. <laughs> I imagine you're probably the same. You know, there's certain parts of life, I mean, all of our life, really, but especially certain parts of life like being able to gather around with family, being able to have a group of people here at Camp Deer Run that, you know, like I want to see those things happen. I, I hate the impediments that are in the way right now to having those things take place or just the obstacles that make it harder for those things to take place. And so I'm not saying anything you probably haven't felt, but I think it really fits in that that feeling of fatigue that feeling of like, man, I'm tired of this, uh, kind of groaning and longing for something else. Let that kind of be present in your thoughts today for this 
short podcast because to me, it's what the scripture says, all of creation is doing. All of creation is groaning and longing and awaiting being restored, being put back the way that God intended it to be. You know, we have been talking about staying on the path. We've gone over a number of things, or I've presented some ideas about, here's some things you could consider that will help you stay on the path, walk near God, walk in the light. Um, We've talked about our attitudes. We've talked about paying attention to God and, and obedience, doing what He says. Today I want to talk about something that is so important. And it can't be understated. Because as we go through life, as we seek God, as we stay on the path, as we're doing all these things, if we don't have this in our mind, in our hearts, if we're not contemplating this often, then, man, it's hard to just stay on the path. Because if you are on the path, that means you're heading somewhere. You have a direction, but not only that, you have a destination. And so today, what we're going to be talking about, in many ways, is an anchor. In other ways, it's a life preserver. It's a life jacket for you to hold on to, to stay afloat when times are tough. And at other times, it's like solid ground to stand on when everything seems shaken around you. So if you're on the path, then I definitely think you ought to enjoy the journey and be thankful for today. I think you should be paying attention to God and bearing good fruit. And you should recognize that suffering produces good things in your life. And God is doing so many wonderful works within you and through you. And all of that is great. But I want you to have one clear thought today. We have a hope to hold on to. No matter what happens with COVID, no matter what happens with restrictions and things that are outside of our control, we have a hope that is real. It is alive and well. It will not perish or fade or spoil. It will not rust and decay. We have a hope to hold on to. Romans 5 tells us that our hope does not disappoint us. The hope we have in Jesus will not disappoint us. We will not be disappointed when that hope becomes fulfilled. When he returns, there is no disappointment because our hope is in him and what he is bringing is amazing and cannot be shaken. So this is not like, you know, growing up, you're looking up to some athlete, some celebrity or whatever, and you you eventually find out that, you know, they've done something terrible. Uh, They've let you down. They're not who you thought they were. This is not some imperfect person that we set up on a pedestal. This is our Lord and Savior, and the hope we have is found in Him. So I want us to think about it. If I'm staying on the path, Man, what helps me stay on the path is to know where the path leads, to know what the end result of all of this is. What is the end result of my faith of walking with God? And it is that I will be in heaven with him. 
I will be in heaven with all those who have walked with him, who have followed him and obeyed him. What an amazing thought. I want to share just very quickly with you three things that I think are amazing for us to just remember and consider as we continue to walk on the path and stay with God. Because we've got to have that end result in mind. Not that that's the only benefit, because time out for a second, I do want to point out, uh, being with God right now is the best life that we can choose. And so it's not that we are only in this for some future benefit. That is not it at all. There is so much more to this than just waiting for that future blessing. No, the life that we are living now is good because we're walking with God. And being a part of His kingdom now is the best life we can have. But it's not easy to be here in this world. It's not easy to follow God in a culture that is really turning away from Him all the time more and more. It's not easy to stay on the path all the time. And so we need to have this thought in our head and this you know, vision of seeing Jesus return and us being excited to get to go be with him. So here's three things that I think we can be excited about that will help us stay encouraged and stay on the path with him. The first thing is that when he returns, when he restores all things, brokenness and decay come to an end. Now I got to tell you, I'm about to turn 40. Yep, that's right. I'm about to turn 40. I know you guys all thought that I was like 26 still, but I'm not. I'm about to turn 40 years old. And I feel it. My goodness, like, it's ridiculous. I used to be able to stay up late and like feel nothing the next day. It was maybe a little bit tired. If I was to stay up till one or two now, that like sets me back three or four days. I know, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, if I work out really hard, uh, after not having worked out for a couple days or something, I'm going to feel it so much more. Like my ability to recover, where did it go? It's gone. I don't know. So the brokenness and decay is all around us. I mean, we see uh, the decay happening. If you're you know, someone my age or older, like you feel it in your own body. Um, it is something happening all the time. Uh, Satan and sin twisted and warped what God had made good. What God made good, what he created in those six days before he rested on the seventh, he looked at it and he said, this is good. This is good. And I don't believe that the things that sin has caused, the twisted and warped mindset of mankind, the things that that has brought about, I don't think God looks at that and says, that's good. I don't think he looks at a lot of the things going on in the world today, whether it's you know, children suffering and starving, whether it's all the people fighting and slandering one another. I don't think he looks at you know, all of the terrible things that have happened in the world, uh, whether it's genocide or evil acts towards mankind, and says, that's good. I think that is sin. That is brokenness. That is a part of what happened when man turned away from God and sinned and listened to Satan and bought his lies. 
And so we live in a world that is broken, and the decay is all around us. But one day, one day when Jesus returns, when the trumpets sound, and he comes riding in, that's going to end. And we're not going to live and exist in a situation that's broken. You know what's crazy is we're going to get a new body. I will get a new body. And I'm going to get a new name. And I love that Billy Ray, if you know Billy Ray Dean, at the men's retreat this year, we were looking at some scriptures, and, and he brought up uh, when he read, you know, somebody commented about this idea that in heaven we get a new name. He said, that's going to be our real name. And <laughs> that's such a cool thought, you know, to, to know the name that God has given me. That will be amazing. Both of these things uh, are in Scripture. If you want to hear about your new name, read in Revelation. The new body is mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So both of these things are a part of us being in a new situation when Jesus returns, where there is no more brokenness, there is no more decay, sickness, broken families, homelessness, COVID. All of this junk will end, and we will be in a drastically different situation. So I look forward to brokenness and decay coming to an end. With that, and kind of similar to it, in this new situation, when Jesus returns, there will be no more sin, no more death. You know, the wages of sin is death, so I put those two together. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned, that is when death came about. It's when death became a part of this life. And for us who are in Jesus, we know that, you know, we will live far beyond our death. But when he returns, there is no more death. And one of our elders at church where I go, uh, this is a couple years ago, he was speaking, I think, before communion, and he mentioned in heaven, there is no sin, and there are no sinners. And I don't know what it was about that statement that I really, it's kind of one of those moments where I wanted to holler out, amen, or yes, because that is such a great thought, to be in a place where we're not tempted anymore, to be in a place where we're not surrounded by sin, We're not constantly bombarded by selfishness and greed and hatred and comparison, both thoughts within ourselves, but also those around us. No more sin. That sounds amazing. To be in a situation where there's no more death. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. Especially right now when we hear all these numbers and everything about the people that are dying and suffering. I mean, just think about it. To be with God in heaven in a situation where it's not broken, it is good, where there's no sin, no death. This is the hope we have to hold on to, and it will not disappoint us. There are no sinners in heaven. 
There's no sin there. So obviously, I'm a sinner and I'm going to heaven. So it's not, we're not talking about only perfect people are going because none of us would be there. But once we're there, there's no more sin. There's no more sinning. I'm not a sinner because I've been forgiven by Jesus and I'm with him at that point. It's an amazing, amazing thought. The last thing, you know, I'm trying to give you three things here. Brokenness and decay, it comes to an end. There'll be no more sin, no more death. The last thought, I've actually slipped up and said it a few times. It's so exciting, but it's real simple. I get to be with God. I get to be with Jesus. The I am. We will be with Him. We'll be in His presence. May I believe worship will result from being there. My favorite chapter in the Bible is Revelation chapter 5. You should go read it. There's a lot of imagery that's mysterious that I couldn't explain to you if I had to, but there is a powerful story that takes place there, and it is amazing to see the worship of God that takes place in Revelation chapter 5. You should check that out sometime later today. I get to be with God. I get to be with Jesus. I mean, do you have you thought about all the things you'd like to ask? The things you'd like to talk about and know about? Like, there's so many things. It would be so cool to be in their presence. I think about in Scripture a couple of things. Everyone, it seems, who is in the presence of God, or even one of His angels sometimes, their immediate reaction, their immediate response seems to be that they fall to the ground. They fall to their knees because God's presence is that is that amazing. One of my favorite examples of this, my brother Cole actually pointed out to me a couple years ago. I'm not sure how I missed it, but thinking about how God refers to himself as I am in Scripture, all throughout Scripture. Well, in John chapter 18, when they come to get Jesus... You know, you, you think about Cross Devo if you've been to camp and have taken part in that, um, seeing seeing those hours of Jesus' life reenacted there uh, when we're together at camp. When the guards come to get Jesus and it's asked, who is it you want or who have you come for? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. In John 18, Jesus steps up and says, I am he. And when Jesus said, I am he, it says they drew back and fell to the ground because the power behind him saying, I am, and they fell back because God is amazing and we will be in the presence of the I am. That is incredible to think about and so powerful. So for me, when I think about the return of Jesus, when I think about that moment when the trumpets are sounded as it's described in Scripture and, and He comes back, I can understand why that's, that's like a moment that makes us a little nervous. That's so unknown. It's, you know, so powerful to think of Him coming back and you think of judgment and all these things. But for us as God's people, that moment is exciting. That moment is amazing because He is coming back and I know Him. I know this Jesus who will return, and I'm walking with him right now. And so when he comes back, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited uh, to be in a new situation where there is no more brokenness, where there is no more sin, 
and I get to be with Jesus. I believe that we have to have this thought on our mind, and it's something we should contemplate, something we should talk about, something we shouldn't worry about. I want to walk with Him now. I want to obey His commands. I want to show love to others. I want to serve others just as Jesus would. But I want to do all that looking forward to the end result, which Jesus comes back and takes me with him. He's got a place that he's prepared and preparing for us. What an awesome thought. So when in Philippians 4 it says, you know, think about good things, like I don't know what is a greater good thought than the fact that I get to be with Jesus in a situation where it's all new. And it's back to what he created, what he wants to restore in this broken world. Well, that's a place I want to be. I hope today that this has encouraged you and challenged you in some way because I know I can go through days and weeks and months where I haven't really dwelled on this thought, where I haven't looked ahead. And I think right now with all that the world is going through, all that our country is going through with turmoil and with COVID. And it's a time right now where you and I need to stop and get still and think about Jesus and think about his return. Pray that Jesus would come back and look forward to it and be excited for that moment to happen. And then we should go and live our life expecting it to happen sharing him with others, letting others know about this hope that we have and what it means in our life, because we know, as Romans 5 says, our hope will not disappoint us. We have a hope to hold on to, and it's amazing. Man, I hope that that encourages you today. I uh, long for the moment that we can see each other again for sure, but let's long even more for Jesus to return and to take us home. I hope that you'll be blessed as you consider that. We'll see you guys next time.